Ketubot tafnun, the last thing we were discussing were takanot in regards to mezonot, who has to feed who, that Rebil Asad, the first one was, there was a, in Usha, they were metaken, that a person has to feed his children when they're, when they're young. Then we saw another takana, that if someone gave his children all of his money, all of his assets while he's still alive, that they still have a right to eat, meaning they could take money to, to eat from that money. And with that, we're starting Nun Amud Aleph, three lines in, in the middle of the line, where it says, Amar Bil'ah, here's another takana of Bil'ah. Be'ushayit kinu, in Be'ushayit kinu, in Be'ushayit kinu, if a person is giving out a tzedakah, Ali Be'ushayit kinu, Be'ushayit kinu, you shouldn't give more than uh, one-fifth, 20%. Why? Because then a person becomes poor, and then he's going to need uh, tzedakah himself. Tanya Namiyachi, we have a bright like that, if a person is spending money on tzedakah, shouldn't do more than 20%, more than one-fifth. Because you might need people in the end. There was a man who wanted to give more than a fifth. His friend didn't let him do it. Who's his friend? Rabbi Yishbab. And some say Rabbi Yishbab wanted to spend more money. His friend didn't allow him. Who was his friend? Rabbi Akiva. And Amar of Nachman Vitamar of Ahaba Yaakov Mekera, how do we know that you could only give uh, not more than 20%, not more than a fifth? Because the Pasuk says by Yaakov, I should give, uh, give you a tenth, uh, a tenth. It says it two times. And that's how he got the 20%. But the Gemara is obvious question. The math doesn't add up. The first tenth is not equal to the second tenth. The first tenth is out of, let's say, 100. The second tenth is out of 90. So, Amar Avashen, you have to explain Pshan the Pasuk. The second Asrenu is Kikama, like the first one. So the same way the first one was 10, the second one is also 10. And Amarav, Shimi, Barasheh, Ushmu'ot, Halalu, all these Shmu'ot, all these Takanot of Hachamim Be'usha, Mitma'atot Ve'olechot. There's less and less rabbis that were said the name of. Meaning, the first uh, one that we said, the first takana, where a person has to feed his children, it was Rabbi in the name of Rishlakish, Rabbi Udabar Hainah. And the second one was a person who gives uh, his children the money while he's alive. That was Rabbi in the name of Ravashe. And the third one, it was just Rabbi himself. What's the siman? Ketanim katubu bizbezu. The, the ketanim, that's uh, talking about giving the money to the children. Katavu, if they wrote uh, the parents, uh, well, they're still alive. And the last one is Bizbezu, someone spending uh, more than 20%. So the siman is ketanim, katavu, ubizbezu. Here's another takana of Hachamim and Usha, Amar of Yitzhak. So this time we stopped with Rabbi Elan, now we're with Yitzhak. Doshayit kinushiyah adam mitkalgel im beno at shetem shana. In Ushada Metaken, that a person has to try with the son. If he doesn't want to learn Torah, try this, try that, speak with him, be soft with him 12 years. After that, then you go down to his life, meaning if you have to beat him, you have to do whatever it takes, even if you don't feed him, until he learns. But the Quran asks, Is that true? He was a he was a teacher. Betzir mi barashit lote kabel. Under the age of six, don't bring him into school. Barashit kabel. At the age of six, you can bring him in. Usfele ketora, and teach him a lot of Torah. The way we stuff food into a bowl, that's how much you feed him. And you don't have to be soft with him. You could even be hard on him. Gemara explains in sefele ketora. Yes, you're right. You could feed him like a, like a bull. 
מיהו אינו יורד עמו לחייו עד לאחר שתים עשרה שנה. But don't, don't have to hit him, you don't have to, to, to pain him, you don't have to make him suffer until he's uh, 12 years old. Or you could say, Lakasha, Hal Mikra, Hal Mishnah, depends. Are we talking about Mikra, Humash, Navik, Tubim, or are we talking about Mishnayot? My mother, or his uh, foster mother, told him, Barshit, Lemikra, at the age of six, he has to learn how to read. Humash, Navik, Tubim, Bar Eser, Atan, Lemishnah, Bart, Lesa, 13, Litanita, Me'at, Lait, he has to do a 24 hour fast. But by a girl, it's at the age of 12. And my mother, really his foster mother, told him, A six-year-old boy, If he was bitten by a scorpion, At the day where he finished his sixth year, He's not going to live, meaning no medicine is going to help. So what can they heal him with? He won't die. Mirta, the gallbladder, the Dayahivarta of a white bird, some say it's a hawk, vulture, something like that, mix that beshikra with the beer, nishpeye, and then spread it on shakye and let him drink it. And Hai Barashata and a one-year-old, the Tariq Lezibura, that was uh, bitten or stung by a hornet, Bayoma de Mishlam Shata at the end of his first year, he's not gonna live. Maya Sute, how are we going to heal him? Atzvata de dikla maya. You take that scruff that grows around the palm tree, mix it with water, nishpeye, and then uh, after you mix it, spread it, venashkiye, and then let him drink it. And amarav ketina kola machniset beno, pachot mi ben if a person sends off his child to learn Torah under the age of six, ratz aharav veeno magio. He's always going to be chasing him to, uh, to, to to make sure he doesn't get hurt, and he's not going to be able to because this child is always going to be weak because the Torah makes a person weak, and it just whatever you do, there's always going to be issues. And some say what Rav Ketina said that if a person teaches his son Torah on the age of six, this child's friends chase him to be smart like him, and they can't reach him; he's too smart. Both of them are going to happen. Halish is going to be weak, but Vegamir is going to be smart. Or, if he's a weak child, bringing him to learn early is just going to make him weaker. If he's a strong child, then bringing him to learn early is just going to make him smarter. And Amar Biyosi Bar Hanina Be'ushayit Kinu Dermetaken Ushayisha Shemachra Benichseh Milog a woman who sold the assets that she brought into a marriage, it belongs to her, but uh, her husband has, has the benefit of enjoying the fruits of it. So let's say she brought in land. Husband eats uh, off the land. If she sold it while her husband's alive, then she died. The husband can come and take that land away from the from those who bought it. The idea is very simple: is the husband is considered a buyer as long as his wife's alive, he's considered a buyer. Therefore, if she sold it to someone else, well, he has first rights to it, and that sale is no good. So Ashkaher of Itzhak bar Yosef the Rabbi Abhu dehava kae beuchlusa deusha. So Rav Itzhak bar Yosef found Rabbi Abhu. It was in a public place in Usha and Amale. And Rav Itzhak bar Yosef told Rabbi Abhu, "Man marad deshmata deusha. 
Who is the rabbi who keeps on saying the takanat hachamim minusha? Amale Rabbi Yosi Bar Hanina. It was Rabbi Yosi Bar Hanina. Tana miner ba'ayin zimnin. He heard it from him forty times. That it was Rabbi Yosi Bar Hanina who is the Baal Shemua. Vedame le, and it was like kemandim and hale bechiste, as if it was in his uh, pocket. Next. Here's other dinim about giving mezonot to the children. Ashre shomre mishpat oset sedaka becholaet. Praiseworthy are those who keep the law and they do sedaka all the time. Vechiv shalach so sedaka becholaet. How could you do sedaka all the time? Tashura botenu shebeavne. The rabbis in Yavne were Doresh, Vamele Rabbi Ezra, and some say it was Rabbi Ezra. Ze'azan banav brotav keshehen ketanim. This is the one who feeds his children when they are young. Rabbi Shmuel ben Nachmani Amar Zeham Gadel Yatom Vitoma Betoch Beto Umasian. This is a person who raises an orphan in his house, and he gets them married. He marries them off. A person who takes adopted children, foster children, and here we get into interesting sugya. If a person takes care of his children after the age of six, can he count that as ma'aser mani or tzedakah mani? You have an interesting machloket between the poskim. Let's say Moshe Feinstein says, since by law you have to, so you can't consider it ma'aser. It's like as if you're uh, paying whatever you're obligated to pay from ma'aser money, and you're not allowed to do that. On the other hand, you have the Baal Mishneh Halachot who says, at the end of the day, Apidin Torah, we go by Din Torah, and Apidin Torah, I don't have to feed them, I'm only feeding them as a tzedakah, Apidin Torah, therefore you could count it as ma'aser money. And it's very interesting, Yehavedat, by Hachamod and Ha'ele Gimal. Very good to look at the, the, the sugyot to see what, what, uh, what the Mephashim, what the Poskim say. Next, we said, Hon va'osher bebeto v'tzitkato omedet la'ad. The person is rich and he has tzedakahs forever. Rab Huna v'Rab Hasda. They were not sure who said what. Hadamar, one of them said, It's a person who learned Torah but also teaches. So he's rich and he's also doing tzedakah because he taught other people. Hadamar, it's a person who writes Sfarim, and then he lets other people borrow it. And here you get into the whole surya about donating Sfarim to a Midrash, the Shul, a Yeshiva, that's Tzedakah forever, because people are using that, those Sfarim forever. Once a person has grandchildren, Shalom al Yisrael, Shalom for Bnei Yisrael. Why? You don't have a situation where this halitzai, boom, the lady comes to a betin, she spits on the guy. We don't have any of that stuff. There's no fighting. Rabbi Shmuel ben Hamani Amar, Keban Shebanim Lebanecha, once a person has grandchildren, Shalom Adayane Israel. There's peace for the, the Dayanim of Israel. Why did Allah tell There's no fighting. We don't have to figure out, is the brother this, is this brother uh, more close than that brother? Is that uncle? No, we know the children get the money and we know how to split it up. It's easy. Next, we learn the Mishnah, Zeh Midrash Tarash Rabbi Al-Azhar, Defnei Hachamim. This is the Midrash that Rabbi Al-Azhar said in front of Hachamim. Rabbi Al-Azhar bin Azariyat was Doresh in front of the Hachamim the first day he became an Asi. Two things, that has to do with the Ketubah. It says that the Banim are Yoresh, the mother, Ketubah, the Abanot, Izonu, and the girls, they get to eat from what the father left over. So Yatib Rav Yosef Kamed Rav Hamnuna. Rav Yosef sat in front of Rav Hamnuna. Yatib Rav Hamnuna v'Kamar. Rav Hamnuna said the following: 
כשם שאין הבנים יורשים אלא מן הקרקע, the same way the boys are, they only inherit from land, כך אין הבנות ניזונות אלא מן הקרקע. So to girls, they only get fed from uh, their father's land. So everyone started yelling and screaming, and they asked the question, a person who left over land, his children are Yoresh. A person didn't have land, his children are not Yoresh. אמר לרב יוסף, רב יוסף, תודה רב אמנונה, ודילמה כתובת בן אינדיכין, כאמר מור, maybe you're talking about the כתובה, the mother left over, meaning the mother received כתובה money after the husband died, and now she passed away, and the children get it, the children only get it if, they, if the father left over land, but if he didn't leave over land, only movable objects, then he doesn't get it. And the idea is because it's a tnai ketuba. It's part of the condition of the ketuba that if the husband dies, that uh, the wife gets uh, gets uh, money to eat, and that she gets from land, like all conditions in the ketuba. And same thing, the girls get to eat from the from the ketuba. It says it's one of the conditions in the ketuba, and therefore they get it from land. Anything that was a condition in the ketuba, they get from actual land. So Amalis, Rav Hamnunah, told Rav Yosef, more, you, the, the Gavar Abau, you're a great man, you're a big Talmud Hacham, Yadam you knew exactly what I was talking about, and you understood it. They didn't understand it. So when I said that the boys and girls only get from land, I meant the boys are only inherit their mother's ketubah money if there's land, and the girls only eat from their father because of what it says in the ketubah is from land. Why? Because those are conditions in the ketubah, and the conditions in ketubah you get from land. And it has nothing to do with inheritance. And Amar Bihiyabar Yosef, when Yetomot, orphan girls, would come to Rav to, and tell them, listen, our father didn't leave any land and we need uh, sustenance, we need mezonot. So Rav Zan Mehite Dalia, Rav would get them food, he would get them from the wheat of the best part. Now we're not sure what the Aliyah means, and we'll explain in a second. But the Chorah, we're looking at it as if it's uh, sustenance. And Ibaya Lehu, now here's the question. We're not sure what the word Aliyah over here means. Panasahavya. Is it their Panasah? Meaning he gave them wheat grains, go sell it, make money, and then go eat and buy whatever you have to buy. Umaya Aliyah, what does Aliyah mean? From the best part of the fa- whatever the father has. Like Shmuel held, when we're giving sustenance to these girls, we assess it based on what the father would give. The father, if he was the type of person to give the best quality things to these girls, then we give them the best stuff also. Or Dilma, or maybe, what does it mean? Maybe he's actually giving them food. What's Aliyah? From the good things that were said in the Aliyah, the upper chamber. Yitzhak Bayosef said that when we were in the upper chamber, we were metaken, that the girls get to eat even from metaltelin, even from movable objects, not just if there's land. So the question here is, when Rav gave from the Hitev of Aliyah, did he give them the best quality uh, hitim in order for them to sell it and make some money on it? Or did he actually give them so they could eat? So Tashema. In the hands of Rabbi Banai, the brother of Rabbi Hiyah, there was, there was movable objects that belonged to Yetomim. They came in front of Shmuel and they asked him, listen, we want to eat. 
Amar le, so Shmuel told the Bibanai, Zil Zon, go give them from the metaltonim that you have. Now, the Gemara is trying to understand, my love, Limzone, isn't he trying to give them that metaltonim so they can eat? He holds like a Ritzhak by Yosef, the Hachem, but can they get to eat from it? The Gemara says, look, Maybe Hatam the Fanasavai. Maybe over there is what give them that wheat so they could go sell to make some money on it. Ushmuel goes according to his time. When it comes to Panasa, we assess these girls based on what their father would have given them. And there's a story in Hadaz with the Yetomot coming to get food from their father's assets. And the Danayanim of Nehar were posek that they get from the Metal Telim. They get for food from the Metal Telim. And Semadia Bepumpadita, Vagberav Hana Barbizna. And the same story, Yetomot came to the Betin in Pumpadita. And Rav Hana Barbizna gave them food from the Metal Telim, from movable objects. And Amadehur of Nahman, Zilu Aderu, go back on what you were posek. Give the etomim the money that they lost from the movable objects, because the halakha is not like that. Ve'idlo, and if you don't do that, magbina lechula, pandaychum, minaychum, and take away your homes from you, and I'm going to give the etomim their money back from your homes. And Rabbi Ami ve'Rabbi Asi savulem ezanim mitaltenale, and Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi also they wanted to give the etomot food from the movable objects of their fathers. And Amad or Rabbi Yaakov Baridi miltad Rabbi Yochanan v'esh lakish lo avdu ba'avda halacha. The Rabbi Yochanan v'esh lakish they never did it halacha lemaase to take out from movable property. Atun avdin ba'avda you're gonna do halacha lemaase. Rabbi Elazar wanted to give the Yetomot food from movable objects of their fathers. And Amal Fanav Rabbi Shimon ben Yakim, Rabbi Yodani Bechashe'en Midata Dinata Ose. Rabbi, I know you're not doing Lefi Halacha, you just, Ela Midata Hamanut, you're doing it out of mercy. Ela, the problem is, Shemeir Uatal Midim Veikibu'a Lachal Dorot. The problem is, we're scared that if you do this, the students are going to see this, and they're going to, uh, they're going to be posek like this forever, that you're going to take uh, from movable property and give it to the Yetomot so they can eat. And here's another story. Yetoma came in front of Rav Yosef, and she wants to eat. He told her, go give her from the dates that are on the mat at the bottom of the palm tree that everything falls on. And Amar le Abaye. If a creditor would have came to go get money from the from the property of the Yetomim, would you have given him from the, those dates? Meaning a creditor who has a is very, very strong claim on the on the assets of these Yetomim, still we wouldn't give him from movable property. What are you doing giving the Yetomim from that property? I'm talking about those dates that are fully ripened, that are going to fall and hit the mat very soon, but they're still connected to the to the the date tree, and therefore it's still considered karka, it's still considered land. But Abaye asked Rav Yosef, but sof sof kol aomed anything that's going to end up being cut is considered cut, and therefore they're considered metal to be movable objects, not the property.
So Yosef said, no, we're talking about the Tzrichal Dikla Kamina. These dates still need the tree, therefore we're not going to be considered them totally cut off, so they're not considered movable property. They're still property. They're still uh, connected to the ground. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.